Welcome back after hours to another edition of the KSL Sports Beat After Hours Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Walker, joined as I always am by the lovely sultry tones of Hema Muli Jr. What's up, everybody? And uh, Hema, I think we need to start off giving ourselves a little bit of a uh, couple of props. Uh, yes, we do. Yes. Guys, we've made it like a full month into the podcast. Has it been a month already? This is episode four. That's oh my four gosh. Weeks. I can't believe it. Achievement yeah, unlocked. So we definitely unlocked an achievement. In fact, I think yeah. we unlocked like four achievements. <laughs> we made it. We actually made it. We made it, guys. We're four weeks in. We didn't stop after like the second one. Yeah, which is amazing. This is like, big for I, us. I'll, I'll admit it. I thought about it. Oh. Are you kidding me? It's like freaking one o'clock right now. Yeah, we're unpaid podcasters, (laughs) like so. Of course, we thought about it, but I'm really glad that we made it this far. Me too. uh, Because I think this is our best episode yet. I might be biased. I can't wait. But I really think this is our best episode yet. We're going to be joined a little bit later by friend of the pod, now friend of the show, uh, and personal friend. I think. Yeah, I think we're tight. Long time listener, now first time (laughs) caller, uh, James Curran. You might know him as James the Mormon, Mm -hmm. Provo's finest. Uh, Utah's best not a rapper in my book. Yep. Um, so yeah, so he's going to join us a little bit later in the pod, talk about his new album coming up, some charity work that he's doing, yes. and just breaking into the Salt Lake hip-hop scene, which I know for a lot of you uh, out there listening, and you know who you are, all 12 of you, um, <laughs> that sounds like a contradiction. I promise it's not. Hema can back, back me up on this one. No, he's legit. Uh, we, me and uh, JTM talked at, at length about, about it on the socials. Uh, he's He knows that I appreciate what he's putting down. So uh, I know you guys will too, for sure. Yeah, yeah no more hater. No more hater Hema. No more hater. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna have to apologize to him, I think, when we bring him on. Well, I, I'm not a hater. I'm going to let him know, for kay. sure. All right. We'll apologize to him when we, when we uh, bring him on. But first, as we always do, uh, we got to get something out of the way. Hema, the Utah Jazz, opened up the Western Conference semifinals tonight. That was Sunday, Sunday afternoon, I guess, mm-hmm. um, at Houston. Longtime nemesis, Western Conference rival nemesis. A lot of history. Yeah, a lot of history. Uh, for the eighth time in postseason play, the Utah Jazz met up with the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. Um, and it went well, right? Wah, wah. Uh, yeah, not not so much. Yeah, it it went well maybe for the first... 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was about it. Joe Ingles had a really nice mid-range jumper like a minute into the game. Yeah. That was about the last one. That was about it. I think, yeah, that was really about it. Jazz fall 110-96 between the fighting to the uh, fighting James Hardens. Uh, the fighting beards. Yeah, the fighting beards, if you will. Uh, really not a totally unexpected result, though. No. I don't think this is the top-seeded team in the West. Some would say the best team in the NBA. Some would say the best player in the NBA yeah, is on James this Harden. team. Yeah, James Harden, yeah. Some would say the Jazz don't do too well on quick turnaround games, which this was. About 38 hours between uh, game six against Oklahoma City and game one at Houston. Yeah. And they had to get from Salt Lake to the great state of Texas. Right. It's like it's like you have to – you get in a fight the night before. You beat the guy, but you also get your butt kicked, and then you have to travel to Texas 
to beat up some other guy. Like it's yeah, pretty much. It's not it's rough, man. Yeah, it's a little tough rough. stuff. It's a little rough. So Utah Jazz fall. Still a couple highlights out of this one. Donovan Mitchell, uh, twenty one points, five assists. Um, Rudy Gobert, a little bit of a tough night, eleven points, nine rebounds. Jazz are probably going to need a little bit more out of him. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. Right. Uh, no offense, Rudy. I don't. I don't want to make him mad. Send his emoji <laughs> game after us because it's mean, dude. Um, he's on point with the social. Yeah. But I think. I think that. I. I think there are a lot of Jasmine right now that know they probably need to do a little bit more. Uh, Jay Crowder with the team high, co-team high, I guess, twenty-one points, five rebounds. Yep. I like Jay Crowder. Maybe he shouldn't be the leading scorer on this Jazz team. <laughs> well, let me tell you, like obviously, for those who don't know, Rubio. Also, got Jay hurt. Crowder's my boy. I like Jay Crowder. Yeah, love I Crowder. really like him. Yeah, Corey Crowder's son. Yep. Um, another Jazz man. Yeah, another Jazz man there. Uh, yeah. yeah, Rubio didn't play this game. He's expected to miss game two. Uh, he hurt his uh, hamstring on uh, game uh, six of the uh, against the Thunder. Oh yeah, I guess we should mention that. Right. So we we were severely lacking. In the guard position, uh, you know the youngins came out, Exum and yeah, O'Neal. They tried really hard, but in the end, Utah's point guard point guard situation was kind of huh? anybody, 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 nothing. Yeah, ugh, it was SWAT Lake City against Salt Lake. Like those boys yeah, were getting swatted left and right. Yeah, and it's really hard to you know go up against Harden, and I get it. I it get was it. rough. Little, little welcome to the league moment. James Harden goes off for 41 points. He's good. But I guarantee you, the next game, uh, which is on Wednesday. Um, Wednesday evening. Two days from now. 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Two and a half days, I guess. The Jazz boys will get their rest. They'll get their game plan together. I guarantee you it won't be us from behind the entire game. Will we win? I don't know. But I know that we're not going to be playing from behind. There's going to be some switches um, in who's leading throughout that that game. Once we get our shiz together, and once we uh, have healthy, rested bodies, it should be a lot better. Yeah. So uh, Jazz fall one ten ninety six in the Western Conference semifinal opener at Houston. Game two this Wednesday six p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, check us out. Jeremiah Jensen's on the ground in Houston right now. Yep. All of his coverage. KSL TV, KSL.com. Got to give a little plug to the mothership. Oh, sure. Yeah. Let's, uh, so, you know, for the Jazz boys and their good, uh, on their good run, and for our boys on the ground covering the team, let's uh, crack open a cold one in honor of those guys. All right. Cheers, mate. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there we go. Uh, that's the Jazz. We won't spend any more time because on that because we, uh, we don't want this to be a sad podcast. Right. So shout out to the Jazz. Shout out, shout out to Donovan Mitchell. Shout out to James Harden's beard. Both of us, we're going to describe something visual in an audio medium. Both of us rock uh, some facial hair. So uh, <laughs> we appreciate you, James Harden, even we get if we are fans. Bro. We understand. But we get the beard. We get the hashtag beard life. Yeah. Uh, coincidentally enough, if you got a good tweet, hashtag beard life at KSL Sports. We'll retweet the best ones. All right. Let's yeah. do it. See if anybody's actually listening to this that's on Twitter. <laughs> so at KSL Sports, use the hashtag Beard Life and uh, tell us which one has better fa- which one of us has better facial hair. Oh, Hema, yeah. Let's do it. Hema or Sean? Team Hema or Team Sean? Team Hema or Team Sean? I'm going to go with Team Hema. Yeah. <laughs> but. Sean, yours is pretty good. I mean, maybe. So, maybe. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to get our next guest on. He does not have a beard. 
No, he does not. He does not have a beard. But he looks good anyways. He would look good with a beard, He'd I think. He'd look really good with a beard. I think he'd look good with both. We There's some people. Yeah, I'll, we te- I'll text him. We, I'll so, text him this. Yeah. Beard or not, who cares? He's a he's a handsome man. That James the Mormon. That's a that's for sure. Yeah, Provo's finest, James the Morden, the be- James the Mormon, excuse me, the best not a rapper uh in the Salt Lake and Utah counties combined. Combined. Joining us right here uh on the Salt City FC podcast to talk about his new album, uh, a little bit of charity work, and what's next for JTM. Joining us now on the line uh, from his home in uh, Utah County, P-Town, uh, the mean streets of Salt Lake City and beyond, uh, joining us to break some pretty exciting news. I think it's uh, Utah's favorite hip-hop artist and not a rapper, uh, not a rapper, very boring, James the Mormon. Uh, James, thanks so much for joining us on the Sports Beat After Hours podcast. It is my pleasure. Absolutely, my pleasure. Yeah, no, like like I said, thanks for having me. Uh, like I said, you're you're a uh, I think you're you are officially the uh, favorite hip hop artist slash and not a rapper of the Sports Beat After Hours podcast. Um, so whatever that means to you, um, I I think it's still a fact. Um, and you are a noted. What's the word you use? I think it was hater, Hema. No, no, no. That is incorrect, my man. No, James, it's good, it's good to have you on, buddy. Uh, I'm really excited to talk to you. Um, so let me clarify to the people listening. Uh, what happened was, on the last pod, um, I was talking about how good James the Mormon um, is for the music community here, for the rap community here. And I said, he does get a lot of hate, but dot, dot, dot. And I feel like uh, on Twitter, <laughs> I feel like on Twitter it was like, People were like, so you hate James the Mormon? And I'm like, no, that is not, that is like the opposite of what I was trying to say. Just just so you know, I never thought, Hema, just so you know, <laughs> I never thought that you were hating on me. Oh, ever. good. Um, it just, it's, I, what I thought, what I thought was being uh, conveyed was like, you were like watching it and you're like, you were, you were watching it and you're like, man, James gets a lot of hate. <laughs> it's no. just like, it was like, almost like that was like, it in response to what you're seeing, but, uh, which is true. I do get a lot of hate, yeah. but I, it, I was just, I thought it was funny that that was one of the first things that came out of your mouth. Oh no. Well, it was the first. And I it's think... like what people know about me is like, Oh, James. Yeah. He gets a lot of hate. Yeah. No, I, I think, I think, you know, and that's not, I, I would hope that the first thing people notice is your talent and your drive. Um, if that's the first thing they notice, that kind of is unfortunate because like, I think we're on the same page here. Like what I was saying is that, you're you're so talented that it's a wonder why I you get so much hate. You know what I'm saying? And now this is the first time I've ever talked to you. Um, but from people I know that have talked to you and hung out with you, like you're a really you're a really cool guy, really down to earth guy. I actually um, I was surprised because I don't remember when this was, and I don't know if you remember, but you were in like St. George or something, and you were kicking it at my cousin mm-hmm. Ty Murray's house. Do you know Ty Murray? I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Or lo- yeah, I like, think I remember doing that. Yeah, or it was at his in-laws' house, like Lauren Knox is his wife. Um, 
But yeah, it was like you and Jay Warren and like you were on his like Insta stories. And I was like super jealous. I was like, what? They're just kicking it with James Lamorin and Jay Warren and like all those cats. <laughs> it was pretty, it was pretty dope. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to see if you remembered that little story because uh, um, yeah, because I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the the music and stuff that you're going to put be putting out soon. Um, your solo album, also some work you've done with Jay. That's that's really dope. That's like on my rotating playlist. So, uh, yeah, dude, thank you. I really appreciate it. Cool, cool. Yeah, so uh, let's let's get into it. Yeah, yeah, James. If we could, let's actually start right there with kind of why we were talking about you a couple weeks ago here on the After Hours podcast. Uh, your new track. Um, one of your newer tracks, I guess. You're producing something like every other day. I don't know how you do it, but big props to you. Uh, one of your newer <laughs> tracks called Buck Wild. Um, or sorry, uh, Buck Wild. I think I said it right that time. Uh, but I swear you've got cameos from like every esteemed player in the uh, Utah hip-hop community on there. Um, can you can you just yeah, give I, us... I, yeah, can you just give us a little bit of that backstory, kind of how that came together and how you got so many people together in one place, in one boxing ring, it looks like, um, to to kind of come together on this track? Absolutely. So when I'm Not a Rapper came out and, um, you know, I, I there's a there's was already a very, like, tight-knit hip-hop scene in Salt Lake that I actually had no, no idea and nothing to do with. Um, I was very ignorant to that was going on. And when that came out, um, there was just kind of like, who's this guy blowing up? You know, he hasn't paid his dues. So we don't even know who he is, you know, type of thing. And I always, I always wish that uh, that wasn't the case because one of my core mess, like one of the core things that I want to do is regardless of like religion, I want to bring unity and love throughout all people. So none of those people in that video are LDS except for me, just so you know. And, and I, I went down there and uh, into the, uh, you know, several times and just introduced myself, tried to, you know, go to a few events, get to know a lot of the scene. And uh, from, you know, over the past year, I was able to become friends with a lot of those guys. And when I was doing this album, I wanted it to be very, um, you know, inclusive and collaborative. And I decided to, you know, at least have one track where it was kind of a cipher and we could bring, all those guys onto it. That's really awesome. Um, my favorite part of listening to the track, because um, like like we had in the last pod, you know, this is the first time I ever saw it or, or listened to it, was how everyone like just kind of like stepped up one after another. It seemed really, it's, it uh, flowed really seamlessly. And I was instantly thinking like, whoa, did these guys like, do these guys just have ciphers like all the time? You know what I mean? Like, uh, do they just, you know, throw each other the alley-oops all the time that's what i maybe got. maybe they're sitting around at ty murray's house like just, <laughs> just pitching back and forth or something just kicking it um how how was it so you being like would a the outsider be a, an appropriate uh word like because you know you didn't know that the, there was this rap scene here um how, yeah, how i was definitely the outsider how 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 was it how were you received like in this because you know hip-hop's a tight-knit community you know especially like underground stuff so, um, yeah, as far as they're very tight knit, they, and they never heard of me. I'd never like done a show. I'd never, they, you know, and I just kind of in blue in their eyes kind of blew up overnight. Um, and I, you know, with that, I think, you know, expected a lot of hate came with it. 
Um, and I think a lot of people want to, you know, it's, it's very confusing when you find someone named James, the Mormon, especially if you know what Mormons are, you live in Utah. And, um, I just made an effort to go down there and introduce myself and yeah. Let me, let me ask you this about the Buck Wild song. Who pro- did you produce that yourself? Um, no. So I don't produce any of my own music. Okay. Cause that, that, and... that Buck Wild track has a very like childish Gambino, like, I don't know who produces his stuff, but it has that kind of vibe to it, which I, I think is dope. I, I like childish Gambino. Um, yeah, I love Childish Candido. Yeah, d- like I don't know if you got that uh, same vibe from it. Also, it's almost like uh, what was what was that Childish Gambino song? That is, uh, I think it's Sweat. Freaks shirt. and Geeks. Maybe it's Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, it was either that or like Sweatshirt. But that that uh, Buck Wild song kind of had that like tr- tr- like you know that uh, hard hitting like rapid fire kind of uh, pace to it, which I. I I liked. So I wanted to ask you if you, if, if you produced that and if there was like an influence or whatever, but, uh, yeah, who, who, in, who produced that track? Do you use the same producers on, um, all your tracks? So I have probably a little network of about like 10 producers and this specific producer's name is HG free. And he's currently serving a mission in the Philippines. Wow. That's cool. He was 17 when he wrote that. Oh my goodness. Cause that, that beat is hard. That's, that is amazing. Yeah, no, uh, big yeah, shout he, out to he him. He also That's... produced half of I'm Not a Rapper. Wow. Interesting. Um, so so you're not, so when you go by uh, the handle James the Mormon, and I know you personally, you've kind of put this out on social media a lot about potentially um, changing that and kind of some of just the, the I guess, internal struggles you've had uh, with JTM, which it seems like you're pretty good with that now. But but as you put out, you know, James and Mormon as the brand, the handle, all that, uh, you're also bringing up like other LDS talent, artists, producers, that kind of thing to kind of uh, elevate the game, as it were, within just uh, LDS type music, I guess. Is, is that fair? Well, I don't want to ever make um, like LDS music, but um, yeah, I, I tried to, I've collaborated with. Um, a lot of LDS people who are extremely talented, like Jay Warren, Junior Miley, Sione Toki, um, they're all LDS. But I also collaborate with a lot of people who aren't LDS as well. But it, but the music is always going to be secular. Well, part of that secular music, and I was just listening to a teaser track. Uh, it's come from your new album, your first full length, so, first full length album. Um, as James the Mormons called We Came to Play drops this week, May second. Uh, pre-orders are now available, and we'll get to that in a second. But, but can you just give us a little bit of backstory behind this album and why? Why now? Why is now kind of the time for you to debut a full-length album um, as opposed to to what you've done before with your EP and your solo tracks and and everything? Yeah, so I wrote a whole another album called Something to Prove. And this album is a very like heartfelt album. It goes into a lot of personal things. And this is like the album that I like want to retire off of. This is what I want the world to hear. Um, but I realized that if I released that album, the only people that would hear it are Mormons. And that was literally the opposite of what I was trying to do. I, I was never trying to make music for Mormons. I wanted to make music for people who weren't on my faith and hopefully 
you know, change their perception of what a Mormon was. So I've had to backtrack and I, I, you know, worked with Jay actually. And I said, we need a a publicist that can release stuff to the nation. And Jay somehow with his ninja skills found Shore Media, which is Beyonce's publicist and talked to them and convinced them to bring us on. We're the first independent artist that they've ever worked with. That is incredible. Um, And I, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, and I don't know if you've seen, we've been able to be on BET recently a few times and, you know, we're going to be on XL this week, but, um, and these are all, you know, national, uh, brands and public publications that, that share specifically hip hop music. And, uh, and I thought about it. I was like, you know what, if I put out this album, you know, it's kind of more of a heartfelt and you have to kind of be attached to the artist to even appreciate it. So I went back and I wrote a whole nother album that was just like kind of a bunch of bangers that hopefully the world would like appreciate and be like, Oh, this is cool. And then they would actually listen to my heartfelt album, if that makes sense. So the goal is make a really just like uh, palatable, you know, rap album, put it out, hopefully it charts, it makes national news, then people are listening. And then I released the heartfelt album, which actually talks about real things and real issues. And then they'll pay attention. For sure. Well, here, uh, here for their, uh, everyone's listening pleasure for those who haven't heard it, which I think is pretty much nobody, uh, right now, but for those who haven't, here's just a short clip from one of those tracks on that album. You put it out as a teaser called gravity. Um, yes. and, uh, I want to get into this, this but I want the main tra- the main track off the al- the motivation you have you of this year's album um for those who are familiar with motivation the big video with all the cameos and mm-hmm. and just like high production and featuring Sony Tokyo and so oh, I can't wait yeah That is Gravity uh, from the first full-length track, uh, full-track album by James the Mormon, Utah's own James the Mormon, uh, right there. And I got to admit, Emma, I really like that. Uh, Big shout-out again to you, James, and also your producers, getting, once again, just amazing production talent uh, out of this album. That's also the kid on his mission. Oh, my goodness. Also the kid on his mission. That kid is hard. Yeah, amazing. I, I came all, up. He, he was 17 when he wrote all these. So he, he was he was just turned 17 when he helped me with before on the last album. And then he was like, I'm putting my papers in. I was like, awesome. I 100% support that. But I need you to make a million beats before you leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, yeah. And, now, and that's how James started funding uh, missionaries for the LDS Church. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, that kid. You I, know what's funny? Go ahead. It's funny. Uh, I'm actually, so last, last, the last album that charted, we gave 50% of the album to the LDS Missionary Fund. Um, and then this album, um, the, all the pre-orders are going to OUR. 50% are going to OUR. But when this comes out on May 2nd, for that first week, when I, uh, I'm, want, I'm giving 100% of it to the LDS Missionary Fund. Wow. That That's is awesome. great. Yeah. So part musician, part philanthropist as well, donating money to the LDS Church. And also, I wanted to get into that. Uh, most of your pre-orders are going to OUR. You mentioned it. That's Operation Underground Railroad, a nonprofit whose goal is to rescue children sold into sex slavery. Uh, very worthy cause, very uh, knowledgeable cause, one that's really, uh, quite frankly, in the news quite a bit right now, just with uh, various national news stories and whatnot that shouldn't be a story, I guess, but they really are. Um, how'd you get connected with these guys and what kind of stood out about their mission to you, James? Um, you know, I didn't know much about it until they came to a, a show and I think they were promoting and I learned more about them. Then they asked me to... Um, make a little clip to promote it. And as the more I thought about it, I was like, I'm super like passionate about this. Like if there's one thing that like hurts me to my core is just that is, is children who are being um, kidnapped and sold into sex slavery. And their sole mission is to rescue those children and to rehabilitate them. So I can't think of a more worthy cause, um, than to rescue those kids. I love it. Uh, that, you know, I, uh, thank goodness have never had any experiences like with that sort of thing, but I do have, you know, two kids, uh, a three-year-old boy and a, and a eight month old girl. And, uh, yeah, man, it's, even though I don't have a connection to this, um, organization or this, uh, thing that's happening, I, I still feel connected in that way. And I'm sure, you know, you feel, just as strongly as I do, like, although, you know, it might not be a personal, uh, connection. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I, I feel you on that man. And that's, that's really great. And I'm, uh, I was surprised that you're donating so much to this cause and, um, hopefully everyone buys it because, you know, that's a cause that everyone should be able to get behind. Yeah. So it's a great, great album, uh, a whole bunch of great tracks. I really, yeah. Cause. Yeah. yeah, I think I really, really like my hope is that even if you're not like a hip hop fan, maybe you'll, you know, want to contribute to, you know, that cause in one way or another. Definitely. The album is called We Came to Play. You can find out more about it uh, on your website, jameslemormon.com. Links to your various outlets, Spotify track, uh, Amazon Music, Apple Music. Um, SoundCloud. I'm probably missing a couple of others, but all of those, those, those are all under jamesandmormon.com. Pre-orders are now available. Uh, so, support Operation Underground Railroad. Full album drops May 2nd. Uh, so once again, James the Mormon, a.k.a. the godfather of Utah hip-hop, a.k.a. <laughs> Brigham <laughs> Funk, a.k.a. Hits Romney, a.k.a. Jazz Dillinger, <laughs> AKA Porter Rapwell. We, we had fun coming up with all these yeah. names for you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like them all. Yeah. No, James, thanks so much for joining us on the uh, Sports Beat After Hours podcast. It was my pleasure.
Once again, big thanks to JTM, James the Mormon, joining us in studio. Uh, well, sort of in studio, via phone, I should say. Yeah. Uh, the uh, longtime listener, first-time caller. And by <laughs> longtime, I mean I think he once listened to a podcast uh, episode that we did because I happened to tweet it and then I tagged him <laughs> on Twitter. So. Well, he's, he's obviously going to listen to this one, so two out of four ain't bad. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. right. James? Yeah. James? James? James, you there? <laughs> uh, James? Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. <laughs> now nah, he'll be listening. Yeah. So shout out to James and Mormon. Go catch his new single, new album. Oh, yeah. Sorry, album. not a single. His new album, May 2nd. Pre-orders going to a great cause. Operation Underground Railroad. Wonderful cause out there. Absolutely. Um, also donating a bunch of the funds to the LDS Church's missionary department. So spreading the gospel and spreading some pretty sick beats as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We, we are... Uh, we are fans of friend of the show, yeah, James Mormon. So. I I haven't you know I haven't been excited, I haven't been this excited for someone to come home from their mission since Britton Covey, the pride of P Town once again. Pride of P Town, Timview High represent. Yep, shout out to the Utes. Gonna... Shout out to the T Birds. Yep. Shout out to P Town. Shout out to Utah. Shout out to Britton Covey, uh, the second most awaited return missionary behind uh james mormon's producer uh hg yep. so yeah thanks once again to him for having us on go to his website jamesmormon.com to find all of his music how to download apple music amazon music spotify etc et all that you guys can find all that there <clears throat> you know how to use the internet at least i hope you do otherwise you're probably not listening to this podcast <laughs> uh hema yes i want to get back into sports now let's do it because we're sports guys Kay. at heart um there was uh, another opener here in right. uh, in the Salt well not really in Salt Lake but involving a local team a Salt mm-hmm. Lake based team uh this weekend this Sunday. Uh that was the Utah Warriors. Utah finally, Warriors. Yeah, finally kicking off Major League Rugby action. Yep. This is the season. This is it. This is for real. These games count. Um and I was really excited. They actually headed back to uh one of my old hometowns, San Diego. Shout um, out to San Diego. Shouty shout out to San Diego, man. They uh the shouty outy to the San Diego Legion and they actually took it to our Utah boys. Yeah, 31-24 for the home team there <laughs> at Torero Stadium on the campus on the beautiful Beautiful campus of USD. Shout yep. out to the Jenny Craig Pavilion where I spend plenty of time. <laughs> and the, the you know Utah didn't do too bad. They were playing from behind most of the match. There was only one time before the half where they actually led. Yeah, uh, this was this was actually a really fun game. It was good. This it was, was good a to fun watch. game. And as a if you can't tell, Hema's the uh, Hema's Polynesian here. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm the uh, what's the word what's the word you use for people like me the poli? <laughs> no, he's the, the this is your the Palangi. I'm the Palangi. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah, I'm the Palangi. I'm the white boy. <laughs> um, I know a little bit about rugby here yeah, and there, he but I'm trying to get into it. Like I'm trying to feel it out, like a lot of you. Yeah. And this match right here, I know the Warriors didn't win, so some of our friends over at Utah, our good friend, uh, 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 Alfie, Coach Alfie, Dallas, uh-huh. head coach of the Warriors, we should have him on the pod. Oh, we should. We'll call him. We'll call him. Fun fact, and we'll get into this later. He was my grandpa's home teacher back. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about that one. We'll talk about that one. We'll definitely have to talk about that one. So, yeah. So, Al's not going to like me saying this too much, but um, because his team lost, his side lost in this match. This was a really good game, though. It was fun to watch. a really good game. Like, if you weren't a fan of rugby before watching this, I think this maybe might have converted some people 
in the San Diego area. About 2,000 people at Torero Stadium. Decent enough crowd. I'm curious to know how many of them were rugby fans before and how many are rugby fans after. Hmm. Because this was very entertaining. It was very well played. Uh, There weren't a whole lot of out-and-out mistakes, uh, turnovers and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Just Just good, hardcore defense, some really nice runs being made. Uh, again, the Warriors are uh, on the losing end of the effort, thirty-one to twenty-four. But I think you come away with this match, realizing that this league's pretty good. Oh, this league is really good for a first-year league. Um, the my thoughts on the match were a little mixed. Um, I think, like you said, it was very entertaining. There were some mistakes. I don't know if it's just me like holding the Utah Warriors to a higher standard where I think they should be playing this way Fair. or or if it's just I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I I feel like there are a lot of areas that are lacking that we need to shore up. It will it is it going to get better as as the games go on? I sure hope so. I don't know. But there's only a couple areas that I'm thinking of where we need help. Uh obviously with the loss of uh Josh Whippy Oh, killer. 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 Broken he, leg last week in the in the final exhibition game against Alberta. So, yeah. In ouch. the in the drubbing where Utah just absolutely spanked Alberta. It was like eighty to twelve, right? Eighty to twelve or eighty to fifteen or something like that. We we spanked them. Um and I love how you say we like you're on the team. Oh, right. I guess you got cousins <laughs> on the team, so you might as we're, well. We're we're all related, so uh, Yeah, I, that's yeah. Fair. You're, um, you're all, you're all, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Toko? <laughs> yeah, we're, t- we're Tokos, all of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're all Tokos. They, uh, they, they sorely missed Josh Whippy, um, because he's very sure with his passes. You know, he didn't knock, he doesn't knock on very often. Uh, for those that don't know, that just means you, you, the ball goes forward after you touch it because you're not supposed to pass forward. You're supposed to pass backwards. Um, so our backs were a little loose with the ball. Um, I would like them to not turn the ball over at all. And I don't know if that's just my standard or I think a team coached by Alf Daniels with so much talent that we have shouldn't be giving the ball away cheaply. It should be after a big hit. It should be after, uh, you know, some kind of contact. Uh, just dropping the ball is unacceptable. Um, and that's that's the problem with our backs, our back core. And we miss we miss having Josh on the team for sure. Yeah, Josh, Josh would be definitely – would help that a lot. I feel like bringing in Kurt Morath, uh, Tonga's all-time try leader, mm-hmm. maybe helps out a little bit. But he also just barely got into town. He plays like some, literally just barely. yeah, yeah, like this week. Yeah. Uh, so he probably needs a week or so to really get up to speed, kind of get chemistry and in sync with with his teammates. He's Tonga's all-time try leader. He's always obviously got talent. He's still got good game. Um, uh, 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 six footer, two hundred pounds. He's also thirty three years old. Sure. So we'll, we'll see, older. you know, how much he can play and whatnot. But, but I feel like he's still got some. He's still got some juice in those old legs, as they yes. like to say. Absolutely, he brings the uh, leadership. He brings um, a certain edge. Now, you bring up a good point. You got to remember, you know, this guy's a Tongan international. There are some Tongans on the team. There's also Samoans. There's also Eagles. You know, uh, people that have played with the national team. Um, Paul Lasique is from New Zealand. We've got the Whippies that are from uh, that are from Fiji. Morath was born in New Zealand, I think. Probably. I think. Um, Let me look it up. But my point is... Keep keep talking. I'll look it up. Yeah. My point is, like, there are different styles of playing rugby. Um, A lot of international flavors. Born born in Takapuna, New Zealand. Grew up in... But grew up in Tonga. Okay. Um, But 
yeah, it's still, you know, if you kind of like the jazz, you know, take, it took a while to mesh. We have like a lot of internationals on the team, a lot of different styles. Soon as, as soon as the team gets going, just like the jazz, I believe, um, they're going to mesh, they're going to find their game and they're going to, they're going to execute, uh, this game that against San Diego, the backs didn't execute, uh, as well as I hoped. Um, now let's move to the forwards. The forwards are the big guys, the big ones. Um, when they're in the scrum, they're the ones that are uh, locking together. They're the ones that go head to head. Those are the big boys. Um, and for the past few games, I felt that our forwards weren't doing too much um, banging on the line, right? So they, they should be running straight ahead. No fancy footwork, just smashing heads. Um, we need our big boys to to plow through because once once the the big boys smash heads, create that north to south direction, it makes the defense respect that north to south movement, which will create the space for the backs to cut in, cut out, move around, make diagonal runs, and I feel like our forwards are getting a little bit better. Matty Jensen, the big forward, he scored a try last game. He's doing a lot of that. Sayo Hila, another big. Tongan forward. He's doing a lot of smash mouth running. Um, Tucci, I feel like he's, he still runs, uh, diagonally. You got to move forward, dude. You're a big guy. You got to smash heads like a big guy. And I feel like our our forwards need to do a little bit better of that. Um, and create the space for our backs to be able to get through, make runs. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think they're getting better. But obviously they didn't get the results, and I feel like they still need to. I'm sure Alf is telling them the same thing, uh, and I, I'm no probably yeah, yeah. probably. I mean, I mean I'm no, I'm no international coach or anything like that, but that's just you know some observances that I had, and um, hopefully the next game will be better. Um, hopefully the next game we can figure it out, mesh, make that chemistry a little bit better, um, and hopefully um, who we play next week. Um, uh, next, so uh, this Saturday, May the fifth, May the cinco, uh, <laughs> home opener against the oh, Glendale, awesome. Glendale Raptors. Oh goodness! Okay, so, that's right. I knew they were coming up soon. I didn't know it was the next game. Glendale is my number one in the league. Um, they are a really, really good, solid team. Um, Been around for about ten years. Absolutely. Oldest professional rugby team in the in the country. The oldest, I would say, the best right now. Close second would be Seattle. Former former BYU star Sean Davies mm-hmm. stars for the Raptors. Yeah, a lot of lot of local boys um, that have come through because you know for those Glen- for those Glendale. who aren't aware, Glendale is a suburb of Denver, Colorado. Right. So Sorry, just, it's not Utah, Glendale. Yeah. So yeah. just just on the other side of the Rocky Mountains. Really close mountains. So yeah. So these guys, they guys, these guys spanked us in the preseason. I think it was the first game we played. As a team, mm-hmm. had to come from behind though. If you remember, Utah scored the first That's try right. in that game. We drew, we drew first blood, uh, but then they came back and we can answer. Utah only drew <laughs> once after that. Right. So both, uh, both statements are true. Absolutely. So yeah. yeah, thanks for reminding me. So we we have our work cut out for us. I think uh, Utah needs to uh, definitely fix some mistakes, uh, shore up their uh, backs. And their forwards make make sure everyone's doing the right things because without Josh, I don't I don't see us scoring as much. Um, that Jared Whippy to Josh Whippy connection was amazing against Alberta, and someone needs to be that connection for these next few games. Yeah, definitely. Like like I said, I think I think Kurt can eventually step into that role. Um, it just it might take a little bit of time, 
Uh, we'll see if he's ready and fit and fully in sync with his teammates by Saturday. That's Saturday, May 5th, 3, or, sorry, 1.30, 3.30 Eastern, 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time, Zions Bank Stadium. It's the MLR home opener for the Utah Warriors. Uh, then they have a quick turnaround to the next Friday. They host uh, Austin Elite there Friday night, 7 o'clock Mountain Time, CBS Sports Game of the Week. Oh, cool. Uh, if you're into that sort of thing. So a lot of chances to get out to Harriman, get out to Zions Bank Stadium. By the way, beautiful stadium out there. Oh, amazing. We just spent some time out there recently with Real Monarchs. Yes. Um, incredible stadium yep. they've got out there. If you haven't been, go. The tickets are cheap. Yep. The beers are cheaper. Uh, the views, I think the vistas are some of the best in the Salt Lake Valley. Mm-hmm. You've got a just a gorgeous, a gorgeous view where you look to the left um, and you can see uh, the Ochre Mountains, and you look to the yeah. right, and you can see the Wasatch Mountains, and it's beautiful. They're still snow capped right now, and yeah, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. So, uh, yeah. Um, speaking of stadium openers, we should probably touch on that right there. Ray Alamon absolutely going to open up that Science Bank Stadium. Yep. Uh, tonight, by the time so, most oh of yeah, you listen Monday. to this, yep. yeah. Uh, tonight, Monday. April 30th, uh, 7 p.m. Mountain Time in Harriman. Real Monarchs going to christen their new stadium in a little bit of a local derby, the I-15 derby. Uh, expansion side, Las Vegas Lights FC, Freddie Adu coming into town right there. It's going to be great. Yeah. So no better time like the present, really, to experience, experience Harriman, experience uh, the ZBS, as some are calling it, uh, and the monarchs are good. They're so good. The monarchs are really good right now. Four, uh, four and one on the season. Mm-hmm. Coming off of a loss to Tampa Bay, so you know they're going to be hungry. They're going to want to put on a show. Uh, we'll see if they can get it right uh, tonight against Vegas. And there's... high hopes right now. Vegas just played Friday night. They lost to San Antonio. So yeah. And what, and what milestone are they hitting? Uh, someone on the. Uh... I forget who it was. Oh, Chandler Hoffman. Chandler Hoffman. Chandler Hoffman right. sitting on 49 career goals. So his he next could. goal will make him the third player in USL's modern era to score 50 goals. Excellent. Uh, first since Dane Kelly and Rito a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So really exciting. Come out for that or come out for the stadium or come out for the cheap beer at the stadium. Whatever it is you're coming out for. Seriously. It'll be I, a good time. Yeah, I recommend this ballpark. It's really nice. Yeah. It's really, really nice. I know a lot of people kind of poo-poo, like, oh, it's only 5,000 seats. How how big is it? Yeah. Is it? It's pretty cool, I though. think it's the perfect size, Yeah, to it's be pretty cool for a 5,000-seat stadium. Plus, the West End is, like, benches. So, like, you can spread out. You can, like, fit your whole family right next right. to you. It's great. Right. There's a beer garden on the north zone. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. Full, and the, and full the chairbacks on the east side. Yep. I mean... Yeah, it's awesome. It's incredible. It's pretty cool. Uh, anything else? Anything we're forgetting, Hema? I don't think so. This is a quick pod today. Um, we had a crazy weekend of sporting, sportsing, sports all balling. The, all the sportsing. All the sportsing. Shout out to the Utah Royals. 1-1 one, one draw at home with Portland. They, even, eventually, I mean. It's going to come. Eventually, we're so close. Eventually, they're going to get that first win, right? It's just Absolutely. It's just closing out. We can do it. You got it, girls. Getting there. Royals Salt Lake. Continues their road span while the Royals are at home. Utah Jazz continuing the playoffs. Game two in Houston mm-hmm. on Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon. Stay tuned to KSL TV, KSL.com, all that coverage. Until then, for Sports Beat After Hours, I'm Sean Walker. He's Hemahimuli Jr. This has been the Sports Beat After Hours podcast. Mm.
well, my, my, my. Uh, 